You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Pro Football Weekly and the NFL 1000. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. And Landon, by the time this podcast hits, we will be just one week away from the NFL draft. Are you ready? I'm not. I got a lot of packing to do. I got a lot, there's so much. You're actually now going to the you draft. You, you now are going. that you're saying this, I am freaking out because <laughs> I've got so much I got to do. But yes, I mean, as far as being as a you know person who loves the draft, I am super ready for this to happen. Yes, I am going to be at the draft uh, for at least Thursday and probably Friday and Saturday as well. Um, so I, yeah, I am excited. It's, uh, it's, it's, and I'm actually credentialed too. So I'm, I'm going to get press access, which will be hilarious and fun. So does that um, mean that yes, you're, I'm because, excited. because you're credentialed, are you not allowed to boo Roger Goodell now? Is that kind of a rule? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> we're going uh, to find out exactly what, 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 how much, uh, Negativity is allowed to be thrown at uh, at Roger Goodell once he gets an earshot of me. So this is where I would uh, like yeah. I'd like the fans to go like complete heel mode, like old ECW wrestling fans, like with a chance and everything. <laughs> that would that's my dream here. By God, that's Landon McCool's <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah, if you can get the chance started, I will be a very very happy man. Uh, coming up on today's show, we look at some of the Cowboys linebackers they have in the roster. And we start to break down a couple of these guys that maybe the Cowboys might end up drafting. We kind of have a feeling this could be a linebacker-heavy draft for the Cowboys. I won't be shocked if they take two linebackers. We know they're going to take at least one. Um, so let's kind of dive right into it. Um, I asked you this pre-show, and you gave me a really good answer. So I'm hoping that you can repeat this for us. But looking at the roster right now with Sean Lee uh, at the weak side linebacker, Jalen says Smith probably at the middle. A, a lot of people are assuming that middle linebacker is their biggest need, and especially with the possibility of Smith moving over to sh- the strong side. But my question to you is this. What is the bigger need for the Cowboys, a middle linebacker or a future replacement for Sean Lee at the weak side spot? Well, you know, and likely getting the same answer for me again, word for word, is going to be extremely difficult. I know, it's but so good, though. If I, if I remember... Essentially, the, the argument to me is that it's very difficult for us to know at this point because we, we, we hear a lot of information that could very severely affect this. Um, uh, my initial answer is they are probably equally uh, or at least very close uh, uh, together as far as which is more needed. Uh, and, and I think the reason there is complicated because you know you, you signed Joe Thomas, who could I think can play a little bit of both, especially if you're discussing like th- those two positions in a nickel situation, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I feel like he's probably he's, better as a will can, though. Yeah, probably. But but I think I think he could definitely do both. Like so. Um, uh, but I think that, you know, the other thing that kind of complicates this, well, one of the real three main factors that kind of complicates this uh, is, is you know, obviously Jalen's health. Like, we don't really know, you know, we saw what Jalen Smith did with his level of health, uh, you know, last year, right? And um, I think that, you know, as we're, we're hearing more and more, he is starting to 
get even further along in his uh, in his range of motion on his foot, his ability to lift up his foot and his toes. Um, like all, you know, there's nerve regeneration happening still at the knee, and 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 we've had it com- confirmed that it's continuing to happen. Um, so, uh, you know, if if he's able to get back to you know, 100%, closer to 100%, like 95% of where he was, you know, pre-injury. Uh, that complicates, obviously, the equation. And then uh, the, the third thing is that we're also now starting to hear whispers about the fact that the Cowboys may be interested uh, uh, in trying to just do more kind of three linebacker stuff. And, it's, you know, I mean, not not that that's really surprising. I mean, there's been talk about that before, but, but you know, now that you start to hear – uh, you know, Chris Richard's back uh, is is in the fold uh, uh, as uh, the defensive back, you know, uh, coach and the back seven coach, basically. Uh, you know, Seattle did a lot of of uh, kind of stand up linebackers, Leo type stuff. Um, Jacksonville did, does a lot of it after Gus Bradley moved out there uh, to, to, to to you know run their defense. So if that is the case, and that is you know maybe the source of what you're hearing some of the early in the season talk about moving Jalen Smith to Sam linebacker. Uh, if that's kind of what they're talking about with the idea of him playing more of an on the line sort of third linebacker role, uh, maybe a little more often than you were used to playing a Sam linebacker. Um, then I think that complicates this whole issue even more. So regardless to say that I'm at the point now where I feel like you probably need a a Mike and a Will within the next two years, uh, and I don't know at this point if it matters the order. So for me, I think you when it's time for you to take the linebacker, you take the guy that's the highest of the board, and if it's a will, then you 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 manage there. If it's a Mike, then you you manage there, and then you deal with the other one uh, the following season. Because I, I just think you just take the best player at the at the point when the value is the highest, and worry about Mike versus Will. Uh, you know, at another point. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about some of those guys the Cowboys could potentially be interested in. Um, and we're going to start with the first round. Um, and, and I kind of think these two players tie together in Leighton Vander Esch and Rashawn Evans, and we'll tackle each one uh, separately. But um, let's go ahead and start with Van Rush because that seems to be like the consensus pick for the Cowboys right now. Um, I, I don't believe that he's actually going to get to 19. I know there's a bunch of teams ahead of Dallas that really need linebackers. Uh, people are really excited about his athleticism. I do know one team that considers him an edge player, which I find that fascinating. But uh, Van Rush, six foot four, 256 pounds from Boise State. To me, when I watched him play, uh, he is a Will linebacker in a Mike linebacker's body. Uh, I don't see a guy that takes on blocks very well, but if you just need him to run and chase and make plays sideline to sideline, I think that's his. I mean, he he might be the best player in the class outside of Roquan Smith at doing that. Um, but I, I guess I'm just concerned: will he be able to do enough in the middle in the NFL? Because again, he's probably going to be pigeonholed as a Mike linebacker at that size. Um, I, I don't. I didn't love his tape. What did you think of Vander Esch? You know, uh, I think that Vander Esch is uh, a guy that uh, I think that a lot of people. He's just one of those guys that I think people just got into their craw wrong, or looked at, didn't look at the the tape. Uh, you know, with context, you know, that, that this, uh, you know, look, I think a lot of people have pegged it correctly. This is an ascending player. That's this fair. is a guy who's, who's, who's uh, 
tape early in the season does not match his tape late in the season. But how do you factor and, that and, into a grade, though? Because that makes it tough. Do you, do you go on just one or two games at the end of the season, like the Oregon game, and, and you project that he's going to be at that same level once he gets in the NFL? Or is it going to take him a while to learn that position? This is a great question because I think what you have to do is specifically look at his strengths and weaknesses and break down what is and what is not fixable and how quickly that is to, to do that. So, And I'll take your, your great example, his ability to take on blocks. To me, that is his probably his worst trait. Sure. But, but. – I also think that is an imminently fixable trait. I, I don't think I don't think his issue with taking on blocks is he doesn't have the physical skill set or that he doesn't have the 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 want to or the athletic ability. He uh, absolutely has the athletic uh, and length. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he has everything it takes. That's why you know everything. Everyone talks about like how he looks kind of like uh, a, a slider. Rolando McClain, but he doesn't play like Rolando McClain because Rolando McClain was incredible at he could take he could get off anybody's block. But to me, the difference is not that Rolando McClain is you know uh, quote unquote a badass and or you know tougher than than this guy is. I, I don't think that that's. I, I mean, he may be that, but that's not the reason that he's that much better of getting off blocks. The reason is that he is a you know longtime linebacker who's been doing this since he was you know playing Pop Warner basically. Mm-hmm. I think the issue with with Leighton Vander Esch is is technique. I think it's a technique-based issue with getting off blocks. So to answer your overall question, I think that he can get in there and learn the position quite quickly, um, especially if he's in a situation where he's able to be covered up a little bit uh, better uh, by a a nose tackle situation. So that kind of feeds into what you're thinking about your own composition of your defensive line when drafting this guy. But I do think that he has – the ability to come in here and and be a difference maker uh, at a Mike linebacker, uh, maybe not as a you know monster in the run game right away, uh, interior interior wise. I mean, I think he will he will get blocked early on, but I think he has the ability to learn that skill set, uh, and, and you know he has the athleticism to, to flourish. He he has the ability to turn his worst skill set, his worst. You know his weakness into a strength through with technique, and to me, when you consider the fact that he's ascending in a lot of other areas, that to me gives him even more value. That this is a guy who could get really good really quickly, uh, and, and 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 you know, kind of further light speed his jump uh, into that position. Yeah, and I think the worst case scenario for him is you just figure out that he's not a middle linebacker and you play him on the weak side. Yeah, and his speed absolutely. And, and listen, this is a a trait that not a lot of linebackers have, but his motor runs hot all the time. And when you've got a guy that's that big, that athletic, he's going to find himself in a bunch of plays. So while I don't love Van Der Esch, and I think there'll be better players at 19, I, I get that pick. That one makes a lot of like sense to me. That's exactly how I feel, too, is that I'm not like, I would love him in a trade-back situation. I don't necessarily love him at 19, but I'm not jumping off a cliff if they take him at 19. I think that there's some people that are that are acting like it would be the end of the world. I don't love it, but it's also, you know, it's not the end of the world if you walk away and Leighton Van Der Esch is your pick at 19. 
Now, the other guy the Cowboys have shown interest in is Rashawn Evans, the linebacker from Alabama. And he's almost the opposite of Vander Esch because he doesn't have the ideal length or size. He's just uh, just under six foot two, played the season at about 228 pounds. Um, he's got only 32 inch arms, didn't run at the combine, didn't run at his pro day. Uh, I think he was a little bit worried about his speed. Um, he doesn't have great athleticism. It's not bad, but it's just not great athleticism. But this is a guy that you can throw in the middle of your defense right now, and you can expect him to take on blocks at a pretty high level. Um, he's a very smart, powerful um, strong linebacker. He's a guy that when he hits you, you're going to feel it. Um, but where does he project in the NFL? Are you okay playing a 230-pound linebacker? I don't know. But give me your thoughts on Rashawn Evans. Yeah, and you know it's funny because uh, almost in every way he's different because Rashawn Evans is actually pretty good at taking on blocks. Yeah, because he, he this is a guy who transitioned from uh, an edge player. At one point, and he still did um, some of that but, for Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, I mean, if you want to go back to our conversation about you know guys who could play a Leo spot, I mean, he's not of that normal size, but he basically did that. I mean, uh, you know, in Alabama before playing uh, back and off the line. I like Rashawn Evans, and I honestly, I think that I don't know why he decided not to run the forty because I actually, I mean, tape wise, when you watch him, I actually think he's. He runs pretty well. Like I don't have any issues with his play speed. The guy can get sideline to sideline. He may not be like explosive. Like uh, is he a better athlete than, he, than Anthony Hitchens? Because I, I kind of thought he was that I, type of athlete. I, I think he is. Okay. I, I don't know that he's. I don't know that he has the same straight line speed as Anthony Hitchens. But I think that he gets sideline to sideline better. I think he has really. It seems like he has really good agility. Like yeah, I agree. I, I, so I, I don't know why. Like I feel like, you know, you look at his, you know, the things that he did do, like his broad and and and, and um and his uh you know his vertical and you know he's he's below average, but he's not like way below average, you know. And I I, I think that I I think he probably is just not. He's probably got a second round linebacker, you know, athleticism as far as like speed goes. But I think that he makes up with it with, uh, 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 you know, uh, anticipation um, and, 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 and lateral quickness. You know, I, I think he's, he does that really well. I just don't know that his long speed uh, is, is fantastic, but I think he has more than enough athleticism to play the position. Now, Mike versus Will, uh, you know, um, I think it's difficult for, uh, you know, I, I think if, if you get Rashawn Evans, what you're looking at is a guy who can spell Lee as a Will and then can come in and give you uh, snaps on either spot in uh, in the uh, in the sub packages. I, I don't know that this is a guy that you want as your first and second down Mike necessarily, uh, just right off the front because I just don't know if he's got, I mean, he's got good strength, and and, and he can like shed blocks, uh, but I, you know, I just I, I'm not certain about him at Mike. I'm, I'm not saying he can't do it. I just don't know. I just don't know for certain that he could do play Mike the way I know for certain he could play Will. The one thing I really like about Evans is that the Alabama linebackers have had a lot of success in the NFL. Now, what does that mean? Why does uh, you know C.J. Mosley's success have anything to do with what Rashawn Evans potentially could be? Nick Saban is a really good recruiter, and he's a really good coach. So he knows 
what kind of linebackers are going to be good at the next level. You just go down and you look at the list of linebackers that they've had drafted over the last several years. Ruben Foster is a mess off the field, but fantastic when he plays. Uh, Reggie Raglan uh, bounced around a little bit, but he's starting to play well. Uh, C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower, Rolando McLean. I mean, these are all their star linebackers that they've had uh, at, you know, each of the last several years. I just feel very confident that if you draft Evans, you are going to get a really solid player. I, I don't see the bust potential that I see in Van Der Esch. And if you're taking a guy, let's say Dallas does move down to 24, 25, I'm okay picking Evans there because I know I'm going to get a good player with him, even if it's in the later parts of the first round. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I Listen, everything in my mind to me that they've done so far, just the visits, the people that they've looked at, to me, it all reads heavily that they are trying to trade back sure. if they can. And so uh, I think that that's why Evans and, and Leighton Van Der Esch at 25 or 26, you know, late later in the first, are great picks. And, and at 19, we wouldn't love them, but uh, – at twenty five, with an extra second or third Absolutely. round pick, man, that's a that's a great pick, you know. And and, and so uh, that's why I think they're looking at these guys is because they they hope that they can get it's a trade back situation if the if the board falls right, and if it doesn't, then they uh, they they take the guy that they think fits their situation best at nineteen, and and they don't lose sleep over. It. So yesterday on our mock draft simulator, we came, we came to the third round needing a linebacker after going DJ Moore and Austin Corbett in the first and second round. And we had a decision to make between Josie Jewell and Fred Warner. Um, which one of those two are you? would you draft if it was up to you? I, I tried to convince you to go Warner yesterday, but maybe the scenario changed. So w- which of these guys do you like better between Fred Warner at BYU and Josie Jewell at Iowa? And again, I think that, that a, a lot of my decision here to, is – is going to be factored in on net knowledge that we're not privy to, right? Like the level of that where uh, uh, you think that Jalen Smith is going to play next season. So if I feel confident about Jalen uh, playing Mike uh, and being healthier and, and improving and, and continuing to grow as a player, um, then then I, I probably would feel better at taking Warner. Um, because I feel like I can get a guy that, you know, I'm looking for that athlete, that coverage guy, the guy that could eventually be the, uh, 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 you know, re- replacement for, for Sean Lee, uh, and that you're going to be able to get in uh, on the field still in passing situations and, and, you know, be able to get on the field. Uh, and, and, and that allows you to kind of do some more things too with, with uh, Jalen Smith on passing downs if you wanted to use Jalen down. Uh, on the line of scrimmage and then use Warner and Lee, you can do that. But if you're not confident about where Jalen is or, or if you're just not sure, or you, you know, if there's some uncertainty at the Mike linebacker spot, Josie Jewell is probably the better of the two guys to go in there and play that position right away and give you solid snaps, especially on first and second down from the Mike linebacker position. And I agree with that. But I also think you kind of have to build your team around your division and your conference. And I'm looking at the rest of those teams in my conference, and man, there is a lot of good quarterbacks that are using a lot of three and four receiver sets. So I want the guy that I feel the most comfortable with in space, and that's Warner. Um, I I don't think Warner is a guy that you start at Mike or Will in year one, 
But I think that's a guy that you absolutely get on the field in nickel situations. He can run like crazy. Um, he, he's shown the ability to cover. He can match up against tight ends. He can match up against running backs. You know, in this Cowboys division, you are going to have to go against Chris Thompson, who is a di- dynamic guy out of the backfield. We know Philadelphia has a bunch of the guys, and they're getting Darren Sproles back. Won't shock me if Saquon Barkley goes to the Giants. You need those guys that can cover the backs uh um, in the slot, out of the backfield, out wide, wherever you're at. So if we get to the third round and the Cowboys have an addressed linebacker, at that point, I probably would go Fred Warner. Um, any thoughts real quick on Warner before we move on? No, I mean, again, like I think uh, I, I you know, wouldn't hate that at all because I think that he's he, he's got the, the, the athleticism you're looking for. He's a, he's great in coverage. Uh, you know, I think he's the the, the – future of you know or the i guess the present of of modern linebacking of athleticism and coverage uh it's it to me it's it's really just about what what's that level what's the unknown uh, you know known with us with that situation what's 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 what do the coaches know that we don't know that's really to me what's going to decide that factor all right, we have just a few minutes left, so I'm going to give you a guy, and I want you to tell me how you would fit him in the scheme. Not how the Cowboys would, but how would you fit him in? Tell me about how the Cowboys would, would fit Shaquem Griffin from you, uh, from Central Florida into the scheme if they were to grab him in the third or fourth round. You know, I, I mean, again, like it, it, I mean, the theme of the evening, the unknown known here is that what – if the Cowboys are planning on doing a little bit more of that kind of linebacker, stand-up linebacker, pass rush, nickel situation, I, I like Shakreen Griffith coming around the edge. Ooh. You know, I know, he, I know he only has, I know he only has one hand, but that's, I mean, you're saying that about everything that you're asking him to do, but his athleticism, his burst, and his speed, and when you watch him do it, he is good at it, really good at it. He plays um, at a different speed than everybody else. Yeah, and and I just feel like, for me, if I'm getting a guy like that, I'm using the way to get the the value to get enough value out of him is use him a whole bunch of different ways because I think that he can be you know just use him to his strengths. I, I don't want him at Mike linebacker taking on blocks for obvious reasons. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I want him you know being a run and hit linebacker in, in a Mike situation. I want him as an overhang defender even as you know in a in a passing in certain passing downs maybe he plays like a third linebacker situation uh i'm sorry a third uh safety situation yeah he could do that he's you know he could do that i mean the thing is that this guy could do a whole bunch of stuff like if this guy had both his hands i mean this guy's a top half of the first first round player as far as i'm concerned uh and 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 his versatility is i mean it's you know it's it, it would be similar to I think what we looked at with Miles Jack is that you know the kind of guy that like you could use him a whole bunch of different ways. He you know maybe he hasn't been used his best way yet. So um, I I think that you know you experiment with him all over the field. I think on all three levels he could give you snaps. And then on top of that, obviously he becomes one of your best special teams players almost automatically. I imagine. And I agree. Um, you like him as an edge rusher coming off the you know the edge with the speed. I actually think he would be a fantastic blitzer. I, I I think I think NFL tackles will be able to handle his speed. I'm not sure 
teams will be able to account for his blitzing ability. He kind of reminded me of my former or my Steelers uh, safety, Troy Polamalu, in the sense that his speed and instincts and timing with it are so great that you just want to get him on the field because he's going to make plays. Um, so if the Cowboys are running maybe some of that Deacon look um, and you let him be one of the two linebackers on the field that maybe you rush in or have him be the quarterback spy, I love him in that situation. I, I, I think... If I'm drafting him at 81 or in the fourth round, I am confident that I can find enough snaps for him on the defense to, to warrant that draft selection. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a couple more guys so we can get a couple more names in here. Um, just really quickly, what are your th- thoughts on Jack Sitchie, the linebacker from Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I like Sitchie. And, and to me, like... Is it Sitchie? Sitchie? I thought it was Sitchie. I don't, if it's Sitchie, then that's... that's I don't know. I, I've only read it. So... Uh, I, I don't I don't talk to people about it. I just I, I just see watch. the name and then I watch I watch the tape. Um, I love watching him. Like I mean, the games that you see of this guy is fantastic. I w- I mean I I really hope that he falls to like one of those fifth round. Yeah, picks because I he think probably that's where should. I would, he probably should considering and, and, his history. And I, that's where I would take him is because I feel like he is like that's the perfect fifth round pick, right? Especially when you got multiple of them. He's a guy who I would got take him in the fourth in, for the comp. But that, with that last pick uh, of the fourth round, I'm I'm pulling the trigger there. I'm not waiting until the fifth uh, round. Depending on what's there, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to, opposed to that at all. Uh, it's I, I think taking him. Is, is at that spot is perfect because you're, you you get a guy who could potentially be a starter for you if he if he can get healthy and get right. Sure, um, but he just has all the traits that you want as a linebacker. I mean, Sean Lee comes to mind with, with this kid a lot, but but and, and unfortunately that also includes his injury history. So uh, if you can figure out a way to get a grip grip on that and and try to see if you can get him past you know the kind of cascading lower body situation that can develop with these linebackers, uh, you're going to get a plus start level starter uh, in the fifth round uh, if you can get this guy's you know, wheels working to get him back on the field. Uh, it just started 11 games in his collegiate career. I think he's a perfect guy to draft fourth, fifth round, stash him on NFI for a year, and then see what you have in 2019 once he's healthy. Um we're going to go to some maybe outside the box names. And I want you to talk about these guys because you actually. So to speak. Yeah, so outside to speak. Outside the box. I like yeah. that. That was good. So you brought these two guys up to me. And I guess I've never considered either of these two players. But uh, tell me what you think about Terrell Edmonds, the safety from Virginia Tech, and Kazir White uh, potentially moving down to linebacker. Well, so somebody else, and, and I, I'm 99. So if, if you know, if you guys are hearing this and you're yelling at, at your speaker, then please, I apologize. But I'm 99 percent sure it was Broadus who said that they looked at Kazir White as a linebacker, right? And I think he said it on one of the uh, Somos Cowboys Periscope things, right? So uh, if you look at the guys that they have been looking at, Kazir White's one of them. There's another guy, Terrell Edmonds, who is also, by the way, the younger brother of the more highly touted linebacker Edmonds. Um, he is, you know, kind of a similar size, similar sort of player. Um, you know, a, a, a what a lot of people would look at. You know, the scouting report of both these guys, no matter where you look, and I haven't, admittedly, I haven't watched very much of these guys, but I've seen several different scouting reports on these guys, and they're oh, both. Are, uh, Always the same, where it's 
you know, doesn't you know, kind of the size of a linebacker, but doesn't have the speed of a safety. You know, and it's like, you know, oh, I don't. What is this guy? Basically, you can hear all the the, the evaluator going, "Why is this guy playing safety?" Like, <laughs> and, and 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 so I, I guess my thought process is here. Maybe they're looking at these guys as as linebackers. Maybe they're looking at you know because they're all kind of six one two eighteen two twenty you know like right you know really similar size to Rashawn Evans you know and, and some of these other and, and, you know Rohan Smith uh, and, and uh, Smith not not Rohan Smith but uh, you know I think that if you look at their 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 traits the way they win. Um, what they do well, their size, and, and and if you look at the you know the past, these last few years, you've seen these kind of, uh, you know what do they call them, dollar backers, or you know the yeah. the, the 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 big safeties that are basically playing linebacker, um, you know they're of this this kind of body type. So uh, you know maybe those guys are a little bit more athletic, but my point is is that I think that what they're doing is they're finding guys who may be able to give you kind of high-level snaps that you may be able to get a little bit later in the draft but because they're miscast coming into the draft. Um, and, and maybe they're trying to squeeze value there of getting guys that, that they can give them good snaps without having to uh, – uh, you know, pay a premium of you know a first round pick for Rashawn Rashawn Evans, or uh, you know a second or third round pick for Mark Warner, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and talk about Kazir White really quickly because I actually watched him today. But uh, they basically West Virginia basically used him as a linebacker, anyways, in their weird three three five defense that they run. So I don't think that's a big transition for him at all. Um, he's six foot two, two hundred eighteen pounds. Uh, ran a four six two at his pro day. Again, not great for safety, but hey, that's above average for a linebacker. It, you just look at his measurables. He's pretty explosive. Thirty five inch vertical, uh, a, a six nine five comb. It's not too bad. Uh, I think that's a guy that you can get in the fourth fifth round. And if you miss out on linebacker early, you know this is a guy that I do think can give give the Cowboys quality snaps, like you mentioned. Um, Last thing before we go, if you had to bet that the Cowboys draft any one of these guys, who would you place your, your money on? If we're at a roulette table and all these guys are at different spots in the table, where would you place your chips? Hmm. I mean, if they, you know, if they're if they are definitely drafting one of these guys, I would say Probably, probably uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, see that that's that's where I would go to. Um, the only other guy that I think and this is going to sound weird. The other guy that I think they would consider is Darius Leonard, just because I've heard a lot of rumblings. <laughs> that yeah, I was going to say that too, and and I, I, we didn't really get a chance to talk about him, but I, I like him too. Well, let's uh, let's talk I, about. We've I, got a minute. Let's talk about Leonard. What, what did you like I, about Leonard's film? I I love that he's you know. Uh, extremely athletic you know he's the the problem here is going to be the, the competition drum from where he's where he's playing now obviously his tape is you know it's it's the kind where you, you watch it and it's being filmed by a college intern somewhere you know so because <laughs> he's playing accountants but you know he's extremely 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 athletic very long arms um i, I think that you know he's a little bit shorter but i think you know he's I think he could do some Mike stuff, uh, but really what you're looking at, especially year one, is you hope to kind of work him in slowly and with the idea that by the end of the year, he's giving you 
Hitchens level snaps if you need them. Like, I don't know that he can step in right away just because of the jumping competition, but I do think that his athleticism is going to, you know, kind of help make that curve, a learning curve, not as steep. Um, but I, th- I think it will probably take a little bit into the season to kind of get him to a point where he's going to be a guy who's giving you reliable snaps in your defense. Um, not start, not not necessarily starter level snaps, but they like to rotate these linebackers anyway. So I mean, before he's kind of that guy who's getting equal snaps as the third linebacker. Three hundred and ninety-four career tackles at South Carolina State. Super, super productive. If you get that guy at eighty-one, sit him for a year. Uh, I think you can return your value. The Texas people are going to be upset that we didn't mention Malik Jefferson. So, uh, did you ha- have you happened to see Malik Jefferson yet? Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't watch Malik Jefferson. I, I've seen I've seen him on on you know live on, t- on not live, but I guess on on TV live. And it's not good. Uh, it's not. You good. know, it is what it is. He's an incredible athlete, um, but I, I don't know that he's he's just one of those guys that like. He, you know, is he's one of those athletes that's like an incredible player in college who I don't even think has very much of a super career in the NFL. I think he'll probably be like a, you know, a reserve linebacker or special teams player type. He's Bruce Carter in the NFL. This is who he is. It's okay. Probably. Uh, Yeah. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBTB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And, of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. (laughs) 